And so we get this whole buildup where he's like using all these different yeah. things to build the song, which by the way, doesn't sound anything like the sounds of nature when he puts all together. It just sounds right. like a song. And then he jumps on his shoulder and sings in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait a minute. That's for the kids, Greg. That's, That's the, the sounds of nature. So like, is he just hearing like chittering crab noises? <laughs> You're on Midnight Local, the podcast from How to Drink, where we just talk about things. Movies. Uh, pop culture. Maybe some video games. That too. All the things. The things. The stuff and things. All of the stuff and the things on Midnight Local. Let's get to it. Meredith, I have a six-year-old, uh, I, I have a formerly six-year-old daughter. She's seven now. Yeah, recently. Uh, so I had to go see Little Mermaid movies. Did you have to go see the Little Mermaid in the movie theater? Well, after you went and saw it, you had to. Go I see had it. to go see it so yeah. we could talk about it. I can't so, yeah. waste my movie viewing not on the podcast. So <laughs> here we go. Let's talk about the Little Mermaid. Yes. Uh, what did you think about that? So I went in fully expecting to hate it. I, I'm not a huge fan of the re-releases of Disney. However, I've yeah. come to realize that this has always been their business model yeah like from all through the 19 what 40s 50s 60s 70s before the renaissance of things like the original little mermaid they were just re-releasing their movies in In theaters exactly so they've always sort of had this use their old ip to make more money one of my first memories of the movie theater was seeing fox and the hound in the theater yeah man that movie destroys me i don't remember any details of the movie and i haven't seen it since i just have like uh Hey, there's a dog on that screen memory. Oh, really? Yeah, I was very young. I was like probably two or three. It's that that movie was probably one of the first movies that ever made me cry. Oh wow. I'm just, I'm certain of it. Good for you. Uh feeling those feelings. Oh, feeling them hard. So and then <laughs> I loved Little Mermaid. I had a Little Mermaid birthday party, I think, for my fifth birthday, which makes sense because that would have been 1990. Um, like love, love, loved that movie. Probably wore out my VHS. So what's fun about that is that Sydney loved it. She loved the new one or did she Well we'll come up. She okay. liked the animated one. Okay. She liked the an- the sequel to the animated one a lot more. I've never seen the sequels. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> well, yeah. It's real bad. Um yeah, not not into it. Um she was into all of the sequels of the animated movies more than the originals. Okay. I don't know why. Did you know there's one where Cinderella has a time machine? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. incredible yeah yeah there's one where cinderella's got a time machine aren't there there's a lot of little mermaid sequels is there a tv show like- there was a tv show in yeah. the 90s Perhaps. um it was like not one of i think they ran it for one season it was not one of the rememberable ones from the um the disney afternoon i did uh we watched a little of it recently with uh not recently like a couple of years ago with sid anyway but she did say like she, but she does love the live action aladdin she does Sacrilege. oh okay I've never seen that one. I skipped a lot. I saw the ones I've seen are Beauty and the Beast, which I actually think is all right. I can't bring myself to watch that. Because Beauty. Yeah. Well, we'll just leave it at that. It was like the one of the first ones they did. And it was. I think so. With um, Emma Watson. Thinking about like maybe the the stuff with. uh, Maleficent. That was probably. Sure. But that wasn't directly a remake of the movie. It's a revive. Right. And. I'm using that from now on. It's a revive. revive. I like that too. <laughs> Reboot, revive. Um, and then I saw Lion King. But other that. than that, I've skipped the rest yeah, of it. I remember them. you had issues with the Lion King's private parts. <laughs> yeah. with their diddles. It's just like, 
Okay. Calling the Lion King live action, we all know, is ridiculous. I think calling all, any of them live action. Is yeah, ridiculous. at least, at least with this and with Beauty and the Beast, you have human faces. Yeah, sure. So there's something live no, action right. about it. And probably that most of their bodies, a portion of their bodies. Right. So um, Rachel worked on the 2023 Little Mermaid well, for about bring, six weeks. It's we okay. Bring it up. Yeah, that. no, we can't. I mean, it was coming right out of COVID. So she left the job for you know personal reasons or whatever. But the reason I bring it up is because of like uh, Melissa McCarthy's performance was like she was she was seeing that more than anyone's and watching this person be able to just be Ursula while being like dragged across the floor by people in green costumes. Like she's just thought that she was okay. pretty magnificent. Well, we can unpack some of that. That that does soften some of my thoughts that are coming in a minute, which is did you like this movie? So I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to, Okay, which is to say that uh, it was way too long. If it had been. Oh, yeah. An hour 45, I think I would have been pretty happy with it. I liked some of the updates, but as a 30-something person who grew up with the original, they kind of just like, it's like, we fixed it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, I'm glad for your daughter that that's true. For yeah. me, it's a little ham-handed. And, and it, like, it's necessary, but it's just so, like, okay. I didn't like it. Okay. I didn't like, I didn't walk out in disgust. I wasn't like angry about it. I was just yeah. kind of like, uh, is this over yet? Kind of yeah. thing. Cause there's movies that like, I'm like pissed off about. Sure. You know, this one at least didn't genuinely piss me off from start to finish. Sure. I do question a lot of the choices in it. I do. Uh, I will say this, the child's review, Sid's review. Yeah. Um, She didn't hate it. She liked it, but she, we had seen three movies kind of in rapid succession when we okay. saw that one. All of them were better than this, she thought. Okay. She what thought were the other Dungeons and Dragons okay. is probably her favorite. Cool. Mario, way better than Little Mermaid. She liked this Little Mermaid because like this Little Mermaid's real tough, tougher than Ariel. Sure. Okay. And she she is. Kinda. She is. I I appreciate the reframing of losing her voice as that's part of her like gifts as a mermaid she is a siren i have an issue with that of course you do okay tell yeah. me what your issue is well you know what a siren is right uh well tell me and maybe even bring it up in the movie oh you brainwashed it with right. your siren song so <laughs> i mean one kudos for diving straight into mythology love that but <laughs> Like, you know, coming off the D&D movie, I was like, all right, let me get my monstrous manual out. We're talking sirens. Okay? Yeah, right. Um, but like the other thing is, is, uh, you know, obviously they, 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 you have to correct the sort of lack of agency. I don't, I don't know, though. In a second, I'm going to push back on that. I wouldn't say that Ariel has lack of agency, but, you know, you have to. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm saying. I don't Here's know that that's part of it, but it does rob. <laughs> They have a lot of agency. That's true too. Well, so does he love her or is he under her, her fucking spell? spell? That, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I also as I was watching it. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, I also so as a kid, I loved this movie. I revisited it in my late teens, early twenties, and was very insulted by the ideas of like her giving up her voice to go to him and all sorts of other things oh. as a late thirties, something just oh. like sort of the, God, the I don't even think anybody was thinking about that. Oh, a lot of people were thinking about that in the making of it, in the making of it. No, because I think they were just like, well, that'd be hard. 
Well, so <laughs> it'd be tough to. That's the other. It's derived from Ahan's Christian Anderson story. Yep. A lot. There's a lot of speculation around whether his story was written from the point of view. Well, his story was written about a male lover. Oh, from the male perspective. Yeah, of course. In his male lover. And oh, his so, male lover. Yes. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. So the loss of voice in that context could have to do with like literally not being able to like speak your truth. Right. Is that a thing in the story in the original? It's about the voice. So there is a lot of queer theory written about this. Oh, shit. Story. Well, I'll just I mean, peace out on that. Theory written about a lot of stuff. But, Bring your theory. Well, and so so that's kind of. But in in. His story, she never gets her voice back. She, she turns into sea foam and dies. She dies voiceless yeah. while he's marrying Bubbles. another woman. So Vanessa. I do in the making of like having like Howard Ashman be a big part of this, who like, have you ever watched the documentary Howard? Yeah. Yeah. So his voice in this sort of also brings it into a queer theory space. He very sadly died and uh, the movies got a lot worse. That's true. Yeah. And he died, <laughs> he famously died of AIDS. And like he is credited with a lot of the like renaissance oh, era of disney 100%. right so i actually saw a thing about him saying um part of your world was originally not in the script and he was he was like no you need this and he like had to couch it in god some um musical theater tradition yeah of how like there's a right. beat in the musical theater where the ingenue has to come in and like declare through song her desires and intentions like that's mm. like a historic like that's part of the form and like he fought to get it in there and obviously that's the song that's the song well no I, under the seas under the seas the, the show but if you like i was coming across all these lists of like top 100 disney songs and part of your world is like number one absolutely 90 percent of them i forget what that uh voice actress's name is but like good for her man she made bank off of that shit, did I'm she sure. do the singing as well i think she yes she did jody benson yeah i'm fairly certain she yeah. actually did she's not a lion king action so like situation. part of your world has a very like also sort of wizard of, wizard of oz feel for me i think that queer people who connect with this movie connect in it in the same way of like there's this other there's this like beautiful colorful queer world that i want to get out and be a part of i don't know if it's just because it's on my mind now and it was obviously it wasn't in 1989 when i saw this in the movie theater um the original animated one but like this movie's uh correct me if i'm wrong this movie's trans as hell right <laughs> because she's going she's changing her species <laughs> kind of she's she's going after legs once to trade i mean it. am i wrong on that i, I don't think, think you're wrong on that like at the all. end of the movie like i don't know in the end of the movie of the animated one when triton lets her go he's like sending a daughter off to off to school at the end of this like he's accepting his daughter as a human and i got a very yeah. different vibe from that but maybe that's just you know where i'm at right now in the zeitgeist you know? well and they built like the new version feels much more romeo and juliet to me like they build in a lot of both worlds being like the the mer people are bad and want to hurt us. The humans oh, yeah. are bad. Capulet's and it's thing. both sides of it. Sure. Right. And and they're going to bridge this divide between the two worlds. I love this magical, multicultural, non yeah. non non uh 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 what's that called when you take over a place? Uh, uh non-colonizer you... Caribbean kingdom of, of Oh yeah. Just sort of, of floating just, out just happy there somewhere. Joy. Yeah. yeah. All that. It's like it's interesting they have all this colonial architecture and yet <laughs> everybody seems to be having a very nice it's a time. magical island right I, that's my one of my big my my big gripe with all the disney movies is the completely un um 
undis- undissected royalism in them. You know, like there's like a line in Frozen 2 where grandpa, you see like that vision of Gramps and he's like, magic gives people ideas. It makes them reject authority. And his like Elsa, the hero is like, that's not true. They accept authority. And I just be like, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you felt that too. And uh, they should we're reject that way, fucking authority. We're way off here. But in, yeah. in Encanto, I remember you having the same sort of criticism. Oh, everybody's like, it's a story about, yeah, about all of these little people who are completely dependent <laughs> on these, magic. this special select class that gets to, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It felt very, um, yeah, it felt very stratified. I yeah. don't love that at all. And uh, uh, Sid was really into Sophia the First. And I mean, that show is. I've never seen that one. Holy shit, dog. Yeah. It's, I mean, the entire show centers around like, but we're royals and they're common people. <laughs> I mean, like that comes up. The common people go to a regular school where they learn like math. And like, we go to royal school where we literally learn magic. And like, <laughs> and like, there's like, you know, like one day I go to regular school just for funsies and find out about like, you know, ooh, they're dealing with like dirt and rocks and stuff. Yeah. I'm terrified of children's content as I enter that. Space. I can help you guide someone. I, gu- <laughs> yeah. I can guide you towards. I know Bluey. Stuff. Bluey is. Bluey's good. And as a non-dad, it'll never affect you. As a dad, okay. yeah, I mean, as a, Bluey is okay. a, a Bandit is a guy I can never compare to. It's <laughs> it's brutal, man. Bandit, I, I, I'm not the only guy pointing this out, but like, and I think they've even come aware of it on the show a couple of times, where like, there's like a beat where the kids are like, "But you never home, you always have to work," and he's just like, "I never work. I am here playing with you all the time." <laughs> like, Jeez. And I think that that's like a nod in the direction of dads, like, I "Get it, guys? Like, you know, this is a fiction, you know." But like, kids. It's tough, man. You're talking right to my kids. Yeah. This is who dad should be. And I'm like, I can't be that guy. (laughs) I am not a cartoon dog. I want to be, man. It's so bad. I want a a job I never have to go to. I know right now is rolling their eyes thinking like Greg's a YouTuber, but like, yeah, I work like 60 hours a week on this shit. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we That's got a little, okay. off, a little off track. A little off track. Well, go- okay, let's let's get into what these. How do we want to do this? Do we want to get into who's involved in both films, difference, or do you want to mostly talk about the new one? No, we should talk about the new one. I mean, okay. we can beat into the old one as a comparative point. And we should, but I, I think that mostly we should just stick to the new one. We're not reviewing the original, but that's something we could do on a future episode. Of, we could. Well, I don't think maybe there's, there's enough uh, split them in two. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I noticed, because I did go back and rewatch the original before I went to see the new one. It's oh. just like, there's always something happening. Like it is scene to scene to scene. Like yeah. there is. It's efficient. Yeah. It's very efficient. You know, when you're drawing every frame by hand, you get to that 90 minute mark. You want that is done. true. You're done. <laughs> and so did your daughter feel the length of this movie? I don't well, we had to do a bathroom break and get more popcorn, but I sure. don't know that she was like, she doesn't get like bored. Like, I don't think kids are very critical about how they spend their time. Okay. <laughs> I don't like, I'm thinking like, I'm not thinking about being critical about it, but just like losing interest. No, not really. I mean, there's, there's a mermaid on the screen. Yeah, sure. You know, she hasn't seen enough movies to be like, oh, this is not okay. I could be watching something else. Like she's, you know, she's like, holy shit, mermaid underwater stuff. Okay. okay yeah. So it's all cool. Mostly. Yeah. Okay. And then I thought like, it was kind of interesting the stuff they added and took away. Like, I mean, it's just a lot of longer shots of under the water stuff. I, I, it dragged. It really, really dragged. It was so fucking long. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I got a few 
Okay. Aesthetic differences that I think mean a lot in this okay. movie. Yeah. All right. So one, we establish that Ariel in this movie has magic siren powers and they're a little cagey about what a siren does, but I don't fucking know what a siren does. Like it right. leads you to your death. That's not good. Right. It's like not a nice thing to be. Yeah. 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 Um, two, uh, just aesthetically, I thought this was weird. We ditched the seashell bras. Right. We went more for like a tube top. But they're made of scales, which implies sure. that they're fish parts. But they do have shoulder straps and connect behind the back, <laughs> which I thought was an unusual choice. So we have evolved the brassiere or bikini top. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Evolutionary <laughs> bikini tops. Uh, in many ways, I thought the seashells made a lot more sense. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they did make a lot of sense. I mean, why even have boobs? Why have mammaries at all if they're... Fish ain't got teats, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so now they're just, they don't exist. They're scales. Mysterious fish bumps. Fish person <laughs> bumps. So um, that's similar to my uh, my uh, uh, Lion King. Yeah. My Lion King problem. Yeah, where are them balls at? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, see that big, you ever seen a lion's balls? They're huge. <laughs> I know. I was, I was just looking at balls. a lion in the zoo. It's just the suggestion yeah, the that ding, there's anatomy. The ding-dong's all up inside <laughs> there, but the balls on a lion, holy God, they got a lot of testosterone. So here's like a major difference for me, right? Opening on the concert in the animated film. Yes. It is a, first off, you see this city. It's illuminated. It is bustling. It's a metropolis. Yeah. There are thousands of mer people everywhere. And secret seahorses and creatures oh, like my rushing God. all to get and to see the spectacle. And they're having fun. Yes. And then we get to fucking Triton's kingdom here. It is a desolate wasteland. <laughs> yeah. And they're having some sort of like moon meeting. It's like, yeah. yeah. And there are six mermaids. Well, he just lives in a ruin. The stakes of the moment where you're building up and everyone's there watching, you have this big crescendo in the music and the shell opens and there's no Ariel. It's yes. like, oh, you're in trouble. Yeah. This one is like, I'm just talking to my daughters and where's this one? Yeah. It had no stakes. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I understand that we are trying to increase her agency, independence, et cetera. But there is a reality to being a 16-year-old girl, I assume, not being one, uh, especially in 1989, who's interacting with a dad who has ideas for you. And this movie has right. none of that in it. So that's, I mean- And maybe it shouldn't, but it's you have to address the fact that like we have completely changed. Is she a teeny daughter? I don't know. Do, do they mention her age in this movie? I don't recall. Yeah. So that was what I was like finishing up what I was saying before about how in my 20s, I was like mad about her voice being taken away. And that felt much more like or giving her voice away to like go pursue this boy right. as a 30 late 30 something. I all I could see in the animated version was she's a 16 year old. That's girl. right, man. Like, yeah, she's, <laughs> Yo, she's man. a kid. Just give it a minute here. Yeah. Hold on now. Hold on now. You got, she's going to do kid things. Yeah, and exactly. someone presents her with the opportunity to give her what she wants. And she doesn't really think about it. Well, she just like, does it. I, there's like a TikToker who has been breaking down Romeo and Juliet and like responding to people who are like, this movie, this play is fucked up because these are like, she is 14 and like very young. And he is like, 17 or 18 or whatever and you and like the tiktoker is like well obviously you don't speak elizabethan english or read shakespeare because yes that's the point of the play right like all of his friends are telling him all the way through like what the fuck is wrong with you hanging out with this child like yeah 
Um, and like that's the whole point is that also though it was much more common for fourteen year olds to be married off at that time royally. Uh, I don't think so for like regular folks. That's, Are they regular folks? It's an interesting question. They're not regular folks, but they're also definitely not royalty. Like I think Verona is a real place, but it's like a mercantile. It's it's portrayed as a mercantile city state, sort of like Venice, where right. like they're just rich people. Right, so, but, but rich yeah, people, yeah, marry for for they got people got married off to rich sure, people. sure, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for a fourteen year old to be considering the concept of marriage when Shakespeare was writing that play was not insane. I don't think it isn't, but the play also says it is. Like that was right, her point. Okay. Like it is addressing this as like is weird. Yeah, but also kids are dumb. This is what right. kids do. Stupid fucking kids. Like, and that's like the whole point of the play is that like this should not be happening. Yes, you know, and I do kind of think that. I don't know how I got on here, but yeah, dad's right. So, yeah. <laughs> this dad's is, right. This is a, a child man up there. What yes. the fuck's wrong? And with she's you? a child whose frontal lobe is not fully developed and she is not making the best decisions. Exactly. Right. I don't think the animators were thinking about frontal lobes. They were. But, <laughs> no, but, but like, yeah, I, it doesn't bother me as much as it did when I sure. was in my 20s and God, much closer in age to her. My wife and I were talking about how like we were in high school. I was like a senior when the Monica Lewinsky thing happened. Mm. And she was like, you were a senior. A senior, I might have even been out of high school. No, you you were younger. What year was it? I was that was junior high for me hearing about that. So you Maybe you were in high sophomore? school. Sophomore, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It was like 96, 97. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like a sophomore, junior. But uh, you know, she remembers like at the time thinking like she's a grown up. You know mm-hmm. why she can do what she wants. Like go go girl, power to you. And yeah, like, yeah. and I do remember everybody thinking that. I remember kind of thinking that too. Like. You know, why are you making everybody's making such a big deal about her age? Like, you know, mm-hmm. she's an adult. She can have an, a relationship with an older person. Age is a number, man. Now, as a grown up, I'm like, that's some fucking child molester shit. Yeah, that is some creepy ass shit. Even just like, I mean, just the age is an issue. Obviously, the status, the, the power, the yeah, status the power, differential power dynamic, is a yeah. problem. Of course, when you're president, that does narrow your dating pool. It does. You Luckily, <laughs> he was married, so he didn't have to worry about dating. In theory, in theory, <laughs> I, I honestly, I think that they have a different kind of marriage i I don't think i I don't think he was cheating on her to be perfectly honest (laughs) probably not no i think that they both have their own people on the side yes and that's the way that one works intellectual partnership an intellectual partnership. that's how i feel about their marriages i don't know i don't know for sure of course i I want to feel that way about it because why not (laughs) sure i mean she stayed for some reason yeah well monica Lewinsky did more recently a ted talk where she was talking about being sort of the too young well, no, she was oh, she was sorry. talking about the Internet's involvement in her story oh, and okay. how she was like the first or not. It wasn't even the Internet yet. It was 24 hour news cycles yeah, 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 and how she was like one of the first scandals with a 24 hour news cycle and what that did to her. Yeah. And so, I mean, everyone took advantage of Monica Lewinsky, everyone in the world, yeah. like to a degree. Uh so she opens with saying, I was a 22 year old girl who fell madly in love with my boss. Mm which is not a crime. It mm. happens. Yeah, but, of course. Of course. Uh, she was 22. Okay. I thought she was younger than that. I think she was 22 and then, or maybe 21. Yeah. Not whatever. Positive what her age was somewhere in that range. Legal to drink. Um, But the aftermath of that was what was more damaging to her than the relationship. I got to tech direct a, um, a live event. Tech directing is running the switcher and calling the shots and stuff like that. And queuing people and stuff like that. So, yeah. I got to do that. I used to do that on this one job annually. And our MC for that year was Chelsea. And she opened or closed with a joke that nobody laughed at. We just gasped. And I don't think that she understood. 
it, the punchline was in my family, it wasn't a joke. It was a statement of philosophy that in my family, we think it's better to be caught trying than to never try at all. And everybody was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it in the room. Like, Holy shit. Did you try? Did you vet that with anybody? God damn. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, this has nothing to do with anything. Let's we're get back to about. our underwater pro wrestler president. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> much less muscly this time. The King Triton. Much more brooding. See, he didn't do it for me as King Triton. I fucking agree. Yeah. He was cold and brooding, but not in a way that was charismatic. Yes. King Triton, the original, is like, he's a fun guy. He is. You get the people like he's him. He's a jokester. He's just struggling with being a dad. Yeah. Well, and he's like, he's always giving he, Sebastian a hard time. Yeah. And he really likes his daughter. Yes. He loves his daughter. I don't. Then he turns into a dick real quick. Well, he doesn't know how to be a good and loving dad. Yeah, he is exactly. a dick. I'm not giving. I'm just saying that, like, he's trying. I agree. I agree. He has. He overreacts to a situation as parents do. He's very relatable. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Javier Bardem was just like aloof, cold. He The yes. whole underwater kingdom felt cold. The yes. first movie. Well, that flounder. Oh, yeah. But like in the animated movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, this feels like a hot tropical coral reef. You watch this movie. I'm like, I mean, I'm in the North Sea. Yeah. I know that the kingdom isn't, but like underwater, I was like, Ugh, I don't want to be down here with these fish people. These people suck. <laughs> it's ice cold, miserable down here. I heard a, I heard someone break down how the uh, ship that the frozen parents went down on yes. is possibly the shipwreck that Ariel is God. swimming through because of the timing and the location. It like works out that they, those two things could be connected. A deeply problematic film. And I'm sure you may be aware of this, but Ariel, the design for that character is straight out of uh, the original animated Peter Pan. What? How, how do you mean? I mean, the draw, like Ariel is one of the mermaids in the Mermaid Lagoon. Oh, okay. They don't call her by her. name, but like there she is. Yeah. Like, you know, so... I guess they could be somebody might have been connecting those dots. There's lots of that. Do you see there's tons of if you if you look for them like uh, I know this is slightly different what you're saying, but you can like lay same animations over each other. They reuse a lot of the same it's called the Xerox technique. Yeah. They took over and they started. Yeah, they started doing that a lot of that in the 70s where they would reuse. Dang, I'm sure they did beforehand, too, but mm -hmm. like especially in the 70s when they had to cut budgets. Xerox technique is uh, the Xerox process is actually. I think maybe that made that possible, but it's not like it's not necessary that you would do that using the Xerox process. The Xerox process eliminated the need for um, a cleanup phase in the line drawings. Okay. So like the animation gets a lot more scratchy and rough looking around the edges of the characters, which um, you can see like their strokes a lot more yeah. than you could in the earlier films. It saves them a lot of time and money. And it looks like a lot of people are like, oh, it looks inferior, but the animators apparently liked it because they're like, you know, I do a lot of work on that line work and then somebody yeah. comes and erases it. Like a lot of my personality is in that. So it's kind of neat to have that back into the movie. It's it's ultimately it's an aesthetic choice. Got it. Um, and a cost saving one. Yeah, sure. Certainly. They removed flounder from this film. Well, they did not. There's a flounder. But for like the whole Aquafina. middle of the film. Oh, no. No, that's Scuttle. Oh, Scuttle, right. Now, who is Flounder's character? Flounder is uh, Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. I don't know who that is. He's someone I don't know either. All right. Well, let me ask you, who do you think is the best performer in this movie? I know the answer. Melissa McCarthy. Oh, David Diggs. He's great, too. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he's Sebastian. Sebastian, yeah. Yes. Agreed. I give you McCarthy. Given that they took away a lot of Sebastian's facial emotion. Oh, God. They he kept the character very close to the character. 
which is why they relied on him. I think my theory, and this is not corroborated, is that Flounder didn't test well and they pulled a lot of him out of the film. Yeah, maybe. I, th- I, I too, I wonder if they did, they test kind of just bringing the animated versions into life and they looked at it and was like, this is weird looking. Because if you look at like Sebastian, he is a blob that sticks out of two shells. He's a lot more like a some kind of a clam or something with claws. Yeah, he's got these two little eyes that poke out. out. Yeah, which is what the the original had these huge eyes. That he's all eyes. Oh no, no, I'm talking about the original. Oh, you are. Yeah, he's drawn. Yeah, he's 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 a clam with a blob sticking out of it. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, and this he's like doesn't even have like a crab mouth and like weird little feeders. Flat with these two. He looks like a crab. Two eyes. Yeah, I don't like it. I disliked it. Yeah. <laughs> Same but thing with Flounder. The actor did a great job of making you. I got over his luck. No, Flounder quickly. is honestly the the most the most good in this movie. I mean, sorry, Sebastian, Sebastian. is the most good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't like the look of anything. And for me, Melissa McCarthy. She was great. She is hurt by the fact that, and I forgive me for not knowing her name, but whoever did the original, oh, fucking it's killed. It's Pat iconic. Pat, it's iconic. Right. Well, and just the character and how the character's drawn inspired by uh john waters uh divine muse yeah divine uh which there's a lot of i agree there's a lot of people in the queer community question. who wanted more who, why who not get a drag queen to do it at that because because they already had a black mermaid and it was already <laughs> too much that's why <laughs> that's the answer i, I think. mean like this is meant to appeal to everyone yeah and Honestly, I get for it. Disney's it's not sake. the brave move, but Disney's not really known as the brave company. No, and thank God they didn't too. Honestly, not that I. They should have, and the world should be a place where they could have. But Disney is catching so much flack already about like being the center of this groomer yeah. ring nonsense that like I can only imagine like the people would get killed, like they would be throwing bombs and shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that Melissa McCarthy is. A really obvious choice for this role, and I think yep. that she kills it. She does, yeah. And I, I and what you said about how it was shot and like the the confines of production, being like wheeled around on a cart, basically, like not even just dragged across a floor. God. Sometimes, like it's <laughs> I like, can't imagine the ability to stay in character and be sort of ta- and like there's images of uh, Halle Bailey like doing. Like, she needs to change her name. She cannot work. Hall- profe- it's impossible. She can't work professionally as Haley Bailey. She's, That's she's, not fair. She's in the new color purple. She could do just fine. <sighs> Haley Bailey. Not fair, man. You'll get used to it. Um, <laughs> but she has a weight strapped around her head and she's on one of those machines where she's like her legs are anchored. But and she's just got to do like. Why is she? Oh, to exercise. To like exercise. Sure. Keeping her body at yep. this like strange angle yep. and looking like she's. Ugh swimming That'd like the core muscles that she had to develop to do that are insane. Didn't just do a lot more mocap on faces and then just kind well, of so animate the bodies. I think the part of the reason that Javier Bardem's performance lacks like ability. Yeah. Is that <laughs> he was like, I'm just going to sit here. I just want to yeah, be in my throne. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to do any of this working out. And yeah. you just build the character around me. That's why assumption, because I was noticing while watching him after seeing all of this background stuff of Halle Bailey, like he's got a very not physical performance compared to Melissa no. McCarthy and and uh, Halle Bailey. That's so. all true.
I like Aquafina as Scuttle. Yeah, she's getting a little overused to me at this point. I don't like Aquafina as Scuttle. Okay. I like the choice to not try to replace Buddy Hackett. Sure. Like you can't like I'm saying like I I, I don't even know if it's Aquafina. I think it was the way they wrote Scuttle. Just as a total buffoon idiot. I mean, not now, like it's, it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not funny. Was it funny to your kid? No. Okay. Yeah, it didn't work for a six-year-old. Yeah. I mean, like Buddy Hackett, I don't know how much he improvised or not, but like he's a fucking riot in that role. Oh, yeah. You know, but he's Buddy Hackett. Yeah. I used to walk around as a kid mimicking his singing voice. My sister. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved to do that. And my poor sister was like, you need to stop. You need to stop doing that. My sister was four years older than me. Absolutely. Shut up, child. And now that I've said it, I first I was like, they didn't try to mimic Buddy Hackett, but you know what? They did throw the same exact jokes in there, like the dingle hopper and stuff. It's I mean, that's in the writing though. That's but he I'm criticizing the writing. (laughs) That's what we're talking about. (laughs) The dingle hopper has to be in there. It's like it's such an iconic moment in the I don't know. You got grown up. Listen, it's a movie for kids, and I I think you gotta have clarity about this, right? The grownups have to take the kids to see the movie. You've already sure. got them. You don't need to throw them a fucking bone at that point. <laughs> you know? They're I'll- just happy for a moment of somewhat su- pseudo silence. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not. That don't. No, no. Uh, I'll tell you my biggest, I was floored by. I couldn't believe this. The way that they did Under the Sea. I was furious. Oh, you were? Oh, my God. Oh my god! I remember thinking it was kind of cool and colorful, but I I didn't think I was mad at it. It felt pretty similar Just to the like, original. What? Okay. What? What specifically? Not a single instrument was played. Oh, there's no instruments. It's just step and repeat animations of okay of like mostly lionfish and uh, nightmare stars and. Uh, I'm trying to remember the other one that like fleshy thing, like just spinning in circles. Yeah. I mean, it felt like it was out of Fantasia. Okay. I know that the Alvin, whatever dance company got credit for it. I don't know if there right. was mocap there or if they were just like animate them like that. Like, yeah, you know, sure. um, but like they didn't even change the lyrics, you know? Yeah. But why are you going to change the lyrics? I mean, the look at that blowfish blow is in there. There's no fucking blowfish they blowing did it. shit. No, they did it. They oh, did it. He that just puffs up. There. Yeah, she, you know? he does puff up. The fluke is the Duke of Soul. Where's the fluke? Yeah, I want to okay. hear that guy go, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's there's no band. Yeah. Well, that scene was lifeless. One thing I felt about this movie, or I felt myself feeling a lot, is like they're sacrificing things, moments to make it feel more more realistic. While it's still a movie about mermaids. Yeah. And so I'm like, you're removing these things that are so outlandish, but it's like, no, no, like embrace that and build, like make it more lifelike. I don't know. I like, it felt like they were trying to play this line of like bringing it into a real world that you can understand and accept. Yep. But you can't. Is there no. an achievable task? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's fish people. Yeah. We're dealing with fishists. So stick to the huge. Yeah, and I agree Just with you there. Li- live in it, man. It was a very colorful scene. I didn't I didn't pick out the lack of instruments. I was just like, moment. I was like psyched. That's my that's I don't know. I was yeah. pissed about it. I wasn't pissed, but that was the one moment where I was like, what in the shit is this garbage? Yeah. Um, two more I got for you. I understand why 
we have to have all of the interior dialogue and singing from Haley Bailey. Halle Bailey? Halle. Halle Bailey. When we're voiceless and on the ground. I understand why. Oh, they did give her internal monologue. Yeah. Tons of it. And she never yeah. stopped singing. And the movie is actually never, ever robbed of her voice. Right. I think it's a bad choice um, because one, it does mean that there's a lot less acting. Like there's a lot less physical acting mm. going on mm-hmm. because, the you know, we, we're getting that conveyed to us with a voiceover. And two, um, it does not like, I don't know. I think it separates us as an audience from the reality, the reality, you know what I mean? The situation, the stakes, that situation, right, right. the confines in which she's working. Yeah, under. right. The difficulty of communicating without a voice. I saw there was, I don't know if it was a stand up or a comic or a TikTok. It was like somebody was pointing out like, you know, in order to be in contention for best original song, every musical needs an original song just to even get into the contest right. for other songs. There's two in this one. yeah, And that is why every Disney remake has the worst fucking three. song you've ever heard in your life. In it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They did three in this one. He, Eric has a song that he doesn't have in the original. Eric does not need to sing. Halle Bailey. He was good. He has a good voice. I didn't mind his song. Halle Bailey's song. It's meant as a character. And then uh, Aquafina and Sebastian. Oh, my God. Scuttle and Sebastian. That was had brutal. Their, had their Lin, uh, Man- Lin-Manuel Miranda moment. Yeah, yeah. it's just... He should go away. I don't think he should, <laughs> I don't think he should go away. It's That's enough just now, like, sir. That's enough. <laughs> I love Moana. It's just getting very repetitive. And like I don't like Moana. Oh, I love Moana. I really like Moana a lot. His songs really depress me. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I like that the one. one in in Hawaiian. I like that. Yeah. But her big number in it. Oh, I love it. It bums me out, man. How she wants to she belongs elsewhere in the water. What I hear her say repeatedly in it, and I don't know if anybody else hears it. I don't even know if Lynn Manuel or Miranda hears it, but I think Lynn needs help. I think he needs. Okay, like, I don't know if he therapist. wrote the lyrics of the song, but yeah, he did. He's well, a, he's a lyricist primarily. I know he is, but I don't think that he had story control in that moment. Oh well, when she says that she wants to travel over the horizon into the great unknown, yeah, great unknown in capital letters only means one thing sure and when you put that into a context of going (laughs) over the horizon throughout all of fantasy all of history that is a symbol for dying yeah that whole song all i hear is pathos and i want to die i want to die i want to die i can't wait to find out what happens when i die let's go die it really bums me out a lot a lot and also Like the other part of it too, and I can't separate, that's the whole thing about that movie. I can't separate my real knowledge of what voyaging was like in those right, times right. and with those kinds of boats in the in that in that way. But you're never coming back. Ever, ever. When she sails away at the end, it's that's a funeral. Yeah. See ya, honey, you're dead. And they used to do that. They would have like a mock funeral for people who went to America and stuff. Because like right, we're never gonna see not you coming again. Coming back, right. Ever. It's the last time I've ever going to see. So, but Dizzy does take those things and, and makes them. Well, you're not clear. supposed to be that smart when you watch this movie. Right. It, <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be a child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it bums me out. And I watch it and I'm like, he doesn't want her to go because he likes his daughter. He doesn't want to never, he doesn't want to basically have to They're mourn her as a corpse. Of this. Yeah. And people have died trying to get out of there, but they're also going to die if they do nothing. You never know. She may as well be dead. Once she gets in that boat and goes out there, she's not coming back live or dead. You'll never know. It doesn't matter. She's dead. Yeah, but we but she does because it's Disney. So it's great. That's lovely. We get to. We she get lives to happily just, ever after. Yeah. Which also sounds like being dead. 
<laughs> All right. So no Moana for you, but. I like parts of Moana, but on the whole, I really truly have to leave the room when that song comes on. It freaks me out. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts about like the original? Do you how much do you know about the Hans Christian Andersen Nothing. version of Little Mermaid? Not much. I yeah. got more mermaid. I got more movie in me though. Yeah. Okay. I got more movie in me. Do you want to talk? Okay. That's then go movie first. Why is it important to this plot that she can't remember that she only has three days? Agreed. <laughs> that was so weird. And forced. And she doesn't remember that she needs to kiss him. In three days. And it's like this afterthought too. She's like, I added <laughs> something yeah, into She was like spell. twirling a mustache. Yeah. Just like, like, but she doesn't know that she'll never remember why she's going up to the land. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I, is it because we're supposed to think that like a woman would be more assertive now. Like that's what we were trying. We were talking about this after seeing it too. Like, are they trying to make a reason for why she wouldn't just kiss him? But they've already created that reason because it has to be like a true love's kiss between two people. Yeah. You and can't she just loves kiss him. and be over. She does, but it has to be reciprocated. Right. Are you saying so that. the complication is there. You don't need to. I felt add. like it just divorced her from the stakes. <laughs> so she weird. becomes like a prop at that point. Like yeah. all the other characters know what's going on. And she's just like this dumb, dumb wandering yes. through just like, oh, OK. I can't understand that either. I cannot find a reason for it in my brain. I've reached. I can't. Oh, and Gravity Keeps Pulling Me Down. That song. Oh, bad. That's a bad song. Is that her song? Yeah. Yeah. But Gravity Keeps Pulling Me Down. But Gravity Keeps Pulling Me Down. I remember it. I have to listen to it again. I don't even remember it. It didn't register. It's all played out inside of her head. And it's her just being really impressed by the world around her. You know, who played um, human Ursula? Because she was fantastic oh i don't know vanessa jessica yes. alexander apparently on screen for maybe five minutes and maybe the most memorable part of the movie for me i do she like was that fantastic they, they toned it down it was an engagement party instead of a, instead, instead of a same day wedding like same day wedding <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, mega style <laughs> when when uh ariel is showing up and getting her voice back the the acting that that woman is doing in the background she stole the show she was oh, great yeah her faces were incredible. Yeah, they were good. She was fantastic. That's true. I mean, it was a brief moment. I don't really remember so well, but yeah, but she stood true. out to me hugely. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page about a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and then we know that Vanessa uses the siren voice. She has the siren's voice. She's taken it. The yeah. thing is, she brainwashes him in the original too. It's not necessary for her to have a siren's voice. She's a witch because she's a fucking witch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, I mean, is that why they did that? I don't understand why they did that because it they did it. So actually, until you talking about his agency and that from my perspective was that they were giving their uh, like her voice. It's not just give up your voice in this moment. It's your it's, power. I'm taking all of your attributes right. that make you make this easy for you. you you're saying capital. You have to voice. get him to fall in love with you without any of your gifts. Oh, I see. Which means he's got to fall in love with those. Just the worst <laughs> version <laughs> of you. Well, and so what you do too, and there's no way to fix this in the story, but like all he can do then is I'll be telling her things constantly. And she's always like, show me the next map, show me the next map, yeah. which is just such a like, exhausting 
feeling being a woman sometimes is just like, oh, the easiest way to get someone to like you. It's not just true of men is like, just tell me about yourself. Just tell me about your what you're interested in. I, I have nothing to say back to you. I'm only interested in the things you're interested in. But he has no choice but yeah. to do that. But that's also true for anybody. That's like the trick to making friends. You got to ask the three questions. Sure. You got to ask three questions about them. That's how you make anybody like you. But a true friendship and certainly love sure. should be interest in both Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they're, just, just, they're doing the meet cute. That's just when, right. you're, when you're trying to meet and make friends. That's the thing. The, the, the reason that um, men talk over women a lot of times is because we don't care if you're our friend. Yeah. We're not trying to be friends. Like, <laughs> sure. That's I think that's what it is. And I say we, I mean men. In right, general, right, right, right. Like, but we know the rules. I mean, now probably not. A lot of dudes are just so fucking dense. We don't know how to like make <laughs> someone like us at all. It's like, if I tell her all about myself, she'll fucking love me for it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, they, they reached for these other moments. I actually appreciated sort of like the village that they go to where she's shopping around. Because- Magic village. Yeah. She goes away <laughs> from him. And Magic happy village. <laughs> has sort of these quirky attributes that he's falling in love with that is outside of him just telling her all of the things that he enjoys yeah i was fine with that addition that that was fine for me question Mm -hmm. kiss the girl Mm -hmm. great song Mm -hmm. hated it as a kid really come to appreciate it now Mm -hmm. um got a real vibe to it i like it yeah it's a good song in this movie okay we get the same thing but then we get another real knock you over the head moment where Sebastian says, no, I must use the sounds of nature to subtly set the mood without them knowing. And so we get this whole buildup where he's like using all these different yeah. things to build the song, which, by the way, doesn't sound anything like the sounds of nature when it puts all together. It just sounds right. like a song. And then he jumps on his shoulder and sings in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's for the kids, Greg. That's That's the the sounds of nature. So like, is he just hearing like chittering crab noises? (laughs) Ooh, that puts me in the mood. (laughs) It is. Yeah. I I mean, it's it's for the kids. It's movie magic. Obviously. Animation magic. That's true. I don't know. I just think it was stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I just think you didn't need that line of dialogue and I'm fine. I must use the sounds of nature. (laughs) Yeah, just (laughs) Just take that out. Just take out the part where she won't know. I need need to set the mood. Yeah, that's it. She won't know that the voice that she yeah, needs to get kissed. Right. Take out those two beats. Why yeah, are there? there these like additions, like like the, the thing you brought up with? Uh, why you do with that? Ursula saying that she forgets these parts. There's just these things that are like, why? It added nothing. <laughs> it's unnecessary. It added nothing. Yeah. You know what it added? It added 45 goddamn minutes. Yeah, this rundown. Right That's what it, it added. It added time. The movie didn't need to be that long. It's an inefficient length. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I do love too how his search for the girl is like in 12 hours. He's like, I mean. You can keep looking, I guess, because <laughs> he's falling for he's falling for Halle Bailey. Wait, what? For Ariel. Oh. It's like he's searching for this girl. It's all he cares about. All he yeah. cares about. And like a day with oh, her. Yeah, he's yeah. like, sure, keep looking. Keep looking for that other girl. But I got this one now. <laughs> yeah, this one's kind of cool. in truth, I mean, like he had only seen that girl for half a second. Right. So I don't know. That didn't bug me. Yeah. That bugged you? It didn't bug me. I just thought it was kind of funny. So then we get to the end and uh, we basically get a play by play from the original and uh, except, except 
uh, Ariel pilots the ship into, into Ursula's, Ursula's belly. belly. Yes. Um, fine. Fine. No problems there. Nope. I, and I loved, I liked the recreation of the shot with the, uh, with the crown coming up in between them. Yeah, it was cool. That was cool. But then we get this scene at the end where uh, Triton thanks his daughter for saving him. And then she's like, yeah, but Eric helped too. Eric was there. And I'm just like, no, he wasn't. He was just clinging to that fucking rock. He the was, whole time. But I think that's the Romeo and Juliet of it. That's the like, see, dad, they're not all bad. They're helping us. They're, he's he's fought with us. Okay. Uh, that's what that, that's I all think that they, we both could have done something. I don't think like yeah. I know they had to correct the sins of the past, but like it feels like they really they took away his ability to not love her by putting her into a siren so yeah. that she's got a brainwashing voice and like they 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 really went the other way. Yes. I guess fine. I just thought I don't know if any I don't know if anybody else noticed that. Yeah. I also the like the line where he tells Sebastian there's just one more problem. Sebastian says, What's that? And he says, How much I'm going to miss her. He just didn't deliver. He they changed it how much I'm going to miss my daughter, which is fine. Like, but it just didn't land for me in the same way. Maybe that's like, why that's a tearjerker moment for me in the in the uh animation i just didn't land for me at all yeah i never got the impression that she couldn't come back for a visit it was like why'd it have to be a one-way transformation which is what the sequel's all about can't doesn't she go oh dude yeah dude the sequel uh (laughs) ariel's melody shapeshifter she's got a daughter named melody and uh melody keeps trying to go into the water as a baby and i think she's going to drown herself so she builds a huge seawall around the castle (laughs) to keep her out and then like the, some reason there are also icebergs all of a sudden so i don't know man that movie's not oh uh, and, uh, <laughs> i'm sure I'll my watch favorite it line point. in the whole movie is because you know ursula's dead and we need a new villain sure and so they introduce ursula had a sister uh she's okay. skinny ursula and uh sebastian uh upon introducing this character into the film screams ursula's crazy sister <laughs> as if Ursula was perfectly sane. <laughs> no, this one's crazy. Even crazier. Ursula too is even out of more out of her mind. Whoa. Hopefully my kid will never want to see Little Mermaid too. They might. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and Ursula's crazy sister seems to have one power, which is to make things bigger. Oh. Yeah. She just makes them bigger. She just goes around. Takes like a tiny little guppy, turns it into a giant shark. Sure. Makes them bigger. She's got the embiggener. <laughs> the bigger gift. You were about to jump onto the Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah, a little bit. Well, so I was mistaken. I thought that My Love, My Love, the book came before Little Mermaid, but it came after. But it's not really. It's When was it written? I felt like that was almost contemporary, right? Am I wrong? Yes, it is. Okay. And then there's. A, a musical based on that called uh, Once on This Island, which is one of my favorite musicals of all time. Yes. But it has the it stays much more true to the ending of um, Foamy Death of the hunt. What is the name of his original the story? Little is it Mermaid. The Little Mermaid? OK, The Little Mermaid, uh, because, yeah, right. She he's betrothed to another woman. She basically waits outside of the castle and starves to death. And you turn her into a statue. And she turns into a tree. Oh, oh, in the in in the what's on this island, but it cures the generation, the divide between these these two parts of the island. I meant in real life, they built a statue where Hans Christian Andersen said that she turned into sea foam. Yeah, there's a statue there. Where in the in the water? In real life, 
Hans Christian Anderson wrote this book <laughs> okay. and she turns into seafoam okay. and he said where it happened because it was like, you know, he wrote the story. Okay. And then in memorial of Hans Christian Anderson, put they put a statue, statue in the waves. Got it. So got that it, you can go it. see that little mermaid statue. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. I did. We, we, we missed each other there. <laughs> But uh, I highly recommend Once on this Island. They did a revival of it in the a theater in the round, the one right next to the Wicked Theater. I don't remember the name of the theater. So you sit around the audience. Uh, so what they did was like the whole place was um, decorated like an island. Like they had old like. Yeah, like you walked in and you were immediately in this setting. And if you're sitting in the first two rows, you literally had your feet like in the sand. Oh, that's cool. It was very cool. So you were the people being told this story of the island. It was very, very, very cool. And we saw Cabaret. I didn't know that like the good seats were the cafe seats. Mm. And so we had like mezzanine seats and I was pissed at myself because I could have gotten the cafe seats, which is like, you know, down where the play is happening. Right. In you're like the cabaret. Oh, wow. oh, that's cool. It's like, you know, you sit at tables. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so if you ever have a chance to go see cabaret get the cafe seats cafe seats i think you got to see ponyo what's ponyo ponyo is miyazaki's adaptation of the little mermaid okay Um, how does that one end happily yeah oh yeah okay yeah no one dies uh potentially many people died in that one it's a somewhat apocalyptic film okay (laughs) they're a little cagey about that it sort of implies that like the sea decided not to wipe out thousands and thousands of people um, it's a weird, it is one of the strangest movies I've ever seen. The more I say, the worse it gets for you. You just got to go in knowing nothing. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> when was this movie made? In the nineties. Okay. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Well, it's on HBO or well, it's on max. It's on max. Max. You go. Do you, do you feel that loss? No, but do you know why they did it? Why? Uh, cause HBO is over the air and it's a different agreement to in streaming only. Oh, with rights and royalties. So, but HBO is just gone now as a branding tool. Yeah. No, no. you can go to your cable provider and get the channel. Oh, HBO. you can still get the channel. And so by virtue of that, that's why, because, Got it. because it's a different agreement for um, revenue purposes that now Max is divorced from HBO entirely because it used to be like, well, it's streaming and, or it's like broadcast and streaming, but now it's streaming only. It's a separate product entirely got it so that I, I didn't know that either and then my genius wife explained that to me and i was like oh yeah that makes sense that makes a lot of sense every time i click into max i'm just like where i don't think she figured that out on her own she looked it up so yeah sure she read it <laughs> she's not like that's how, she, that's how things that's what smart people do they read things right they read they things. know them yeah i just want, I didn't want to imply that like she's a lawyer who negotiates <laughs> oh, yeah. you know <laughs> sure. these deals for hbo <laughs> she was in the inside track you're like that's not true uh she's just a smart person yeah yeah, you got, we should do Ponyo on the show. We should do a whole block on Miyazaki. I fell in love with the Miyazaki movies recently as being great movies to watch with a kid. Is that Spirited Away? So, oh Which I've never seen. She loves that would Spirited be a good Away. one to and do. I'm like, why do you like this one? The scariest one. Oh, yeah. It's insane. This is the most popular one. It resonates with people. Yeah. I mean, I think that, well, I don't know. For the anime girls that I knew growing up, it was Howl's Moving Castle. And that's okay. by far the worst one. Um, <laughs> it's It feels incomplete. It just feels like it's missing parts. And I don't know. It's a strange movie. I get why people like it, but it also is the weakest. Um, I think that what really cool for me was seeing Castle in the Sky. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I grew up playing Final Fantasy games and JRPGs in general and with like content that Castle in the Sky is like where all of that comes from. Mm -hmm. So it was like, (gasps) 
like what a way crazy nostalgia i felt like i was 10 again the first yeah. time i saw that movie it was like a transcendent experience seeing that that i i never thought i would feel like i was seeing star wars for the first time again well we should do i mean and we should watch some of them i doing a body of work is I think a good idea. It's just a lot of work for us to watch multiple films before well, going into it. We've got a whole podcast here. What I you, know. What you do is you just do them and then you collect them. Yes. We need listeners. We need what? Listeners. We need listeners. Will you listen to that? <laughs> if we do a whole block on Miyazaki, I think Miyazaki might do well anime. You know? Yeah, but I think like, yeah. All right. I don't think I have any more mermaid thoughts. Do you? I don't think so. I think. You give it fins up is or fins this, down. So. <laughs> is this um was this the beginning of the renaissance period what was the first oh that's a great question um in that i think it might be mermaid i think it because lion king's after aladdin's after what were they doing in the 80s um so before mermaid it was after the 70s um mermaid so mermaid is the renaissance kickoff so before that you've got oliver and company um, okay which was like that's a weird one right you had robin hood robin hood 70s 70s but like is you're talking about the 80s though it's rescuers yeah. down under okay robin hood and Com- uh oliver and company and uh black cauldron okay and i don't know of any other ones and then was sword in the was sword in the stone was 60s. 60s yeah i loved that one growing up yeah i did too um and then robin hood peter pan was 60s oh my god peter pan's 40s is it yeah, okay that's really old Maybe early fifties. Okay, um, that's a Walt movie. No, it is early fifties because the voice. Because we're going to talk I'll about get this movie. Pan. The little boy oh. in uh, Song Driscoll. of South is yeah. the voice of Peter Pan, and he was Bobby seven Driscoll. in the late forties. So he was a little bit okay. older when he did that movie. So maybe fifties, like, but no later than fifty three. I would say uh, they, maybe fifty. Off the top of your head, I think that's off the top of my head. I agree with you. Something yeah. like that, and then. Um, Right, Beauty and the Beast was after, and we're skipping all the live action stuff at that time too. In the seventies and eighties, they started doing a ton of live action stuff, really bad live action stuff, and I love all of it. When was Pete's Dragon? Oh, that's seventies. Okay, later seventies, seventy-seven, I think. Yeah, I watched that movie ten thousand times. Yeah, I love that movie. It's an awful movie. Uh, you said because they're like terrorizing this child, like abusing him. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not what I mean. I just mean like you watch it now and you're like, this isn't a very good movie. Oh, really? like, I'll revisit it's it. Just at some like, point, but I love. Not, I, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Bad. I hate the songs in it. I kind okay. of always hated the songs in it, except for I've got a bill of sale, which is the movie about the song about we're child abusers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Basically, I own that slave boy, and I'm keeping him because I want my. Uh, government benefits. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's like the bad. The bad guy in that movie is supposed to be basically a welfare queen. Right. That's. Which, I was just gonna say. Yeah. Maybe it was a Reagan era movie then. <laughs> so maybe it was eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was early eighties. All right. Anything else? I don't really have much else about this movie. I. Well, did you like it? Oh, fins up, fins down. It's. Not, it wasn't a total wah wah for me. <laughs> I think it. It had some good moments. I think I. Um, appreciated some of the changes that were made. I actually, we haven't talked about it, but I liked Halle Bailey's performance. I thought she was a good Ariel. Sure. I don't, yeah. We didn't even talk about her. She was great. Yeah. And, we and I think the fact about, that we didn't even talk about her means that like there she was, she was good. She, she, was, she was very good. The controversy surrounding her is moronic, moronic and ridiculous. And we don't really even need to talk Who about it. Who gives a shit? So fine. If my kid wants to watch this movie, I would happily watch it with 
<laughs> uh, can we no. talk? Can we briefly talk about body image and the first one? Body image in the first. Oh, and with the animated one with the animated Ariel's Ariel. Ariel's body is that Ariel's body. About? Yeah, in the first Little Mermaid in the beginning, her and yeah. Flounder go into that shipwreck. Oh, uh huh. She slips very easily through a yeah. porthole. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. That's like a frying pan, maybe. <laughs> how, how would your your shoulders get there? Yes. Um. There was yeah, a lot of talk about that, too, in my teens and 20s when people were revisiting this movie and horrified by being served it as children, especially young women. I wonder about that, though. Do you think that actually actually adds up to much, or do you think it was just a fun movie that you liked? As, as a kid, kid, I yeah, as a kid, I didn't. Did it like leave a lasting that. impression to you about think, what it meant so to be a woman? I, I never identified with those characters. I never wanted to be like them. Oh, if okay. I had been someone who felt the pressure of like needing to appeal to men like Eric or I don't know, then maybe I'd feel differently. I always I wonder how many people felt that way as kids. I will not. I don't I know. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I will say that Sid it, really appreciates the updates because the girls are tough. She right. says that flat out. Yeah. And I think that messaging does get into your head that being a woman is that probably does. lame and unex- unexciting and really difficult to look how people want you to look and I don't know. I think that gets internalized. As so. you're saying it out loud, I'm thinking in my head like, well, yeah, obviously. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why did you even think about pushing back on that, Greg? You're wrong. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's it for this episode of Midnight yeah. Local. We went down into this. Oh, by the way, two thumb, two fins down. I fucking hated it. You hated it. I don't think. I mean, I never. It Do did... you like the original? Sure. Okay. Enough. All right. I mean, it's not my favorite of the animated films. Sure. But if someone says we're going to watch Little Mermaid, I'll be like, all right, okay. Yeah. You know, all right. It, it, I can respect it as a film. This one was too long. Agreed. Made bad choices. Delivered the weaker version of almost every scene it tried to reboot than the original animated film. Yeah, I don't. And and they took out. Oh, they took out the chef. We didn't talk about that. The, oh, oh, the chef. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, the, the Sebastian and chef. Uh, <laughs> the war of Sebastian and chef. That was the best part of the movie. I I was shocked that that was, I guess not shocked, but I'm not shocked at all. That's the thing though. It's like, that's a good five minute sequence in the original and all the banging going on in the kitchen. They took out the whole dinner scene. They replaced it with them going into the village, which yeah, that magic but, multicultural, non-colonial <laughs> yeah, village, which like the <laughs> movie remains 45 minutes longer. And you took out one of my, one of the scenes I was most looking forward to seeing. That's funny. Also a great scene to translate into Live action because you've got a live action character and some yeah. physical comedy yeah. between them and the animation. Who would you cast as the chef? Oh. Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> what a, what a what a joy he would be on the press tour for this movie. It's <laughs> really easy to keep in line. Jermaine uh, Clement <laughs> actually would be my choice, probably. Yeah, great character actor. You Somebody get... that they work with. You know, he's in the yeah, he's in the in the Disney Club. Yeah, so there you go. That's my last thought on the movie. All right, guys, do we do the outro now? It's been real. Yes, thank it's you. It's been real. That's the end. <laughs> it's been real. Bye. <laughs> this has been Midnight Local with Meredith and Greg. Thank you for hanging out on our couch with us. Yes, and thank you to Annie Villalobos, who you, is Annie our producer and editor in Studio 71, who has helping us, partnering with us to make our distributors real. We do it. You're welcome to Epidemic Sound. Yes, and thank you to Heather Vaughn. Who oh, thank you very much, Heather Vaughn. Created our artwork and logo. We got to put that on a shirt. Yeah. We also got to get some listeners to buy it. 
If you exist, I'll see you next time on Midnight Local. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. <laughs>